You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the final episode of the SM Media Euro 2020 show. I'm Scott McPite, delighted to be your host as always. Got a panel, one shot tonight, Rory's not going to be with us tonight, but we've got Wilson here as always. Wilson, how are we? Happy and sad that um, happy that England lost and sad that I've got to give money to Rory and he's out spending it tonight and that's why he's not on. So. <laughs> da, 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 happy and sad if I'm honest. Shankers is here as always. Shankers, how are we? I am good. I meant saying last week that my birthday could have been one to remember for the wrong reasons, but I don't want to say I'm, I'm not as overly excited as Wilson. Hey, I'm, I'm kind of just sad the tournament's over and it's a wee bit of a grind now to the, the real football starts again, so that's the only downfall, I would say. Definitely. We had a, a, a weird intro there. We kicked off the, the show by playing the, the Italian anthem of Italian 90 to give everybody the feel. Italy won the European Championship. They beat England on penalty kicks. We'll start the show on a, a kind of sombre note. Obviously, a couple incidents to get into before we get into the game. Wilson, the, the crowd trouble at the start of the game was really kind of put a damp on the kind of early showings of the game, didn't it? It was just a, a really negative feel before the, the football got kicked off. Yeah, definitely. But it just, it's the same old story. It, it, it starts off. And it always seems to be England fans involved. Now, people who may listen to the show may not like this, and they may see what happens everywhere. Yeah, it probably does, but always when it's on the media, always seems to be England fans involved. Now, what I, I, I can't fathom is they were all England fans, they're, so they're fighting amongst themselves. It's not as if they've, they've been challenged by, you know, Italian fans or any other fans kicking about. It's amongst themselves. They're trying to get into Wembley and all that. I mean, I mean, the police officers have a hard enough job at the moment, you know, but, you know, they do receive a, a decent salary, you know, but you look at these stewards that are probably on minimum wage per hour and they're getting battered and kicked and punched and spat at. And it's just, it's just, it's just, it's, it's just always a disgrace. But what I would say, what I would say from footage that I saw today um, on social media, you have to give some credit to some England fans that were trying to get them back out. You know, these guys yeah. had probably paid a lot of money for their tickets and they're seeing guys breaking down bars to try and get in, albeit maybe the methods and the way that we're doing it, <laughs> maybe not quite correct, but at least at least they were kind of giving England, or some England fans, a good account of themselves, because obviously the difference between right and wrong. Yeah, definitely. Shankers, what was your thoughts on it? Wilson touched on a key point that I've been making out the folk. See, see the stewards, right? As Wilson says, they're not, for any means, highly paid people, right? And I know they're only working a couple of hours and stuff. I've actually seen one steward do something that I would have done in that situation. And it was a young girl, a young girl, maybe a student or whatever. And she just walked away from the situation. She's basically saying, I'm not going to pay enough money to stand and fight back these crowds that are just pushing their way through. And I know she then maybe look at it as if she's security and she's supposed to stop. But see when that amount of people are pushing through, 
that's how people got hurt, and there was loads of folk got hurt yesterday. And she's obviously put herself in a situation. Thought, I'm not going to pay enough money to do this and put herself in the situation. Well, she's family, young kids, or whatever. It's no worth. It's really no worth it. You don't go to you should go to their work and be put under that situation. So it was really bad to see. And as Wilson says, there was there was some some people have it as a minority, but see the footage. It it did look like hundreds and hundreds, possibly even a few thousand folk breaking down. And some fans are trying to stop it. As Wilson said, it was almost fighting fire with fire. They're stopping them in by fighting with them. So. That is a bit strange, but I can't I say I'm overly shocked, as Wilson says, because previous tournaments has been history there uh, of trouble and violence and stuff. But it was a sad, sad start to what was supposed to be one of the greatest events that's, that's ever happened in the country and for the country to be there and, and people wasting it big and all that. So. Yeah, the aftermath was just as bad as the beginning as well with the, the horrific racial abuse that the three England players received after the, the mass penalties and Wilson move. We condemned it rightfully so on social media this morning, but it's just, it's ridiculous just how this continues to happen. I know it's, it's, it's absolutely incredible. What I, what I don't get is sometimes, I, I, I mean, I, I spoke to you before the show, sometimes I think, see if we just don't mention it, you don't give them the platform because there's no such thing as bad publicity. Now, after the whole thing that's been on the last year or so, and they were booing, taking a knee. Now, I'm not just saying that's England fans. I'm saying that that started to take a wee bit round the grounds when players were taking a knee and they're booing it, you know. And now, and now they're racially abusing players, you know, that, you know, miss a penalty. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, hardly, it's hardly life and death. And I, sometimes I think, should we just not talk about it and hope it goes away? But after the last, you know, kind of year or so, I actually sometimes think with the, the Black Lives Matter, and I know up here, the clubs have done so much for the show racers and the red card and all this stuff. It just doesn't seem to be working. If, if this still goes on, now I know there's a lot of, um, you know, online pirates that, you know, just have fake, fake Twitter accounts and all these kind of things and post stuff. But I actually sometimes wonder if it is fake or not. And these people are just so uneducated. You know, they, they behave like this. And as I say, that, that's where I struggle to even be talking about it and just going to the football. You know, but I feel as if we have to talk about it, condemn it. But as I say, it just gives them a, a platform, unfortunately. Yeah. Do you know how the big problem with this is? I'll come on to you, Shankers, in a second. But we saw, obviously, have you seen the tweet that Tyrone Mings put out just about maybe yeah. half an hour ago? Was it, Tyrone, was it the one with, uh, to do with the politician? No. Yes. So, Pride yeah, Patel, the Home Patel, Secretary, yeah. was, I will read out her tweet first. She said, I am disgusted that England players who have given so much for our country this summer have been subject to vile racial abuse on social media. It has no place in our country, and I back the police to hold those responsible accountable. Tyrone Mings, who, as we obviously know, an England defender, part of that squad, uh, replied to her on Twitter by saying, you don't get to stoke the fire at the beginning of the tournament by labelling our anti-racism message as gesture politics and then pretend to be disgusted when the very thing we're campaigning against happens. Shankers, he's not, he's, he's bang on the money there, in my opinion. He's called out exactly what called out. Freddie <clears throat> Patel at the start of the tournament did say that this was gesture politics when players took the knee and she would have no issue with play, with uh, the players being booed by the fans. When that's happening, the top, one of the top politicians in this country is not supporting people booing the, the people who are kind of booing the Black Lives Matter thing, whatever the case may be, but how can that, when that goes on at the top, 
it's hard to argue that what Wilson says, nothing is being done. I know, and we go back to it, and a lot of the players of the whole taking the knee thing, and a lot of players of are taking a stand and stuff like that. And it, you just, and I'm not saying it's no worth it, but like I, I don't, I'm just, I'm not sure. It's really, it's obviously not strong enough because it's still going on, and you're just sitting. You think, what, what is, what is there? Can you do? Can you actually do something to, to stop it? And is it just? It's hard to control certain individuals and, and what they say and what they do. I know the whole thing about trying to verify accounts online and stuff like that, that would obviously be a step, but if, as an in-person people booing, taking the knee and stuff like that, it is hard to, to stop because people getting tickets. How do you know they're going to take that action when they're in? But government officials and stuff like that, and they're many, they've got a platform to, and they could, they could use a platform as players have done to be so strong and put their message across to thousands of people that follow them or, or even a TV broadcast or whatever and for, for them to use that platform to, for what she said before the tournament so Aaron Mings has, has hit the hail in the head uh, hit the hail in the, the nail in the head there sorry and uh, but the, what, what more can you do what can you do to physically stop this happening and it's sad to say but there, sometimes there is now what you can actually do to stop people writing online or or shouting in open speech or whatever. So it is, it is hard to stop, but obviously more needs done with the online thing, whether it's verifying people's accounts by photo IDs and stuff like that. And surely, surely like, people, if they're fake accounts or whatever, police, police can get into, like, IP addresses and stuff like that. Surely there must be something so they can do. But obviously, there isn't enough done. And, and it, unfortunately, it is going to be a thing that, that is still here, even if there is a lot to do that's clamped down on it. It's something that's unfortunately is is going to be here, and it is sad to see. Yeah, definitely. We obviously support the everybody's comments about the with the something needs to be done about this as well. We've we've said on social media all day about how supportive we are of that, and we just hope we just hope something gets done. But we'll move on to the the game itself and Wilson. I think we can agree it couldn't have started better for England, could it? Yeah, and it was quite, it was quite funny because uh, I was kind of laughing, to be honest, when England scored because we sat here, um, I think it was the night before or two nights before whenever we did the semi-final show and not that I'm taking any credit for it, however, but did we were questioning Gareth Southgate's tacticalness, you know, and um, Rory obviously... Went into a, a great level, but it's not just about tactics, about his man management, how he speaks to players, the Jack Grealish, etc. etc. And I thought with his team selection, I, I, looked, I looked and I thought, well, I'm going to try and play in the counter attack and you know, just defend, you know, that 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 that's how it looks. And then when he scored after a couple of minutes, I thought, oh, that's worked well. And then I'm thinking, maybe I get that wrong about Gareth Southgate, you know, I think he's he's maybe maybe better than me. Which I think I'm sure he is. Um, but then as the as the game went on and the substitutions and what you know it ended up being a defeat, I thought, I think you've got this majorly wrong. Now again, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and the folk in the media, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And I'm sure we'll touch on it. But yeah, you know, the gamble, well, not a gamble, these guys are all great players, but you know, going with Trippy and Shaw, I mean in the first, you know, two minutes it, it looked. 
it looked it looked very good. Um, so fair fair play they came out the traps, but I think you would rather score with two minutes to go than in the first two minutes because ninety four minutes from then on is a is a lot to defend upon, and I think that's possibly where where England fell down. But what what I would say is get ready to shoot me down in flames is I did not think Italy were particularly good last night either. First half, and, I would agree with you. And and I kind of thought, and as I say, I mean, we, we discuss it all the time on here about sideways and backways passes and keeping possession and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's obviously a place for it and that's modern day football. We all agree with that. But they didn't look, you know, they didn't look as if they were, if, if they were going to hurt England, you know, for, for long periods um, in, in the game. But I suppose they went on and won it. So what do I know? <laughs> That's my pet hate in Sitler. Put passing, playing a safe pass part of the way. I say there's moments in the game where you really have to do it when there's nothing on at all. But in final thirds and stuff like that, see Barcelona sometimes are frustrating when it goes out in the wing and Marlon trying to get a cross end, they'll pass it all the way back to the other side. And you did see a lot of it last night, and it is just the way modern football is nowadays, unfortunately. I would rather give the ball away, passing it forward sometimes than, than passing it back. And that's what I felt. I mean, I know they didn't have a lot of the ball, but you know, you're looking at guys like Mason Mount, who's I mean, had a great season. He's different class, and he's just got to defend for this seventy minutes he's on. He's not getting on the ball. He's not taking folk on. You know, now again, that may become maybe he thinks I'm not getting past this fella, or is that his instructions? You know, just double up and keep shuffling across. You know, pressure on the ball, but. You're, you're looking, and, that, and that's that's where I think as you go back to analyse things now, it's easy to do. Is that why the likes of your flair players like Foden and Grealish and Mount aren't, you know, you know, not exciting the tournament, playing every playing every game and scoring goals and setting up goals? And then you go back and look and say, "Hi, hey, well, he's, you know, he's into this tournament, but again, he goes all out attacking, he loses, he gets absolutely slaughtered for not playing right, Henderson, etc." But so. when you go one 0 up at two minutes, do you not go for the safety blanket or trying to get a second goal? I just say there's eight eight minutes at least before you the game's up. You've I know I know he's a conservative manager and it's worked well up until the 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 final we get that, but. Do you know go for a second goal and just try and give yourself a bit, a bit of breathing space because it's a second goal can give you that extra security. Yeah, and that's that's um, that that's again it's all hindsight. That that's exactly what you should have done, you know, in hindsight. But if you look at the great Italian teams of the past, that's what they used to do: score a goal because they know. And look, if you look at the defenders over the last forty years, you know nobody was breaking them down, so they'd be happy to take you know a one 0 um, but I, I just felt even then, you know, they stepped, they, they stepped off a wee bit and they allowed Italy even just, I always think they have a trigger, you know. Now, if you're playing a very good team, have your trigger where you've got to go and all press at the same time. So you, you're hopefully wanting, you know, one of the Italian defenders to knock it long, you know, because l- laterally in the game especially, Jordan Pickford was just absolutely launching it. Yeah. And he's probably playing against, if not the two best defenders in the world, plus a big goalie that likes to come out who's going to collect everything. And I, and I feel there's a wee bit of panic in there as well. Um, so, I, I, yeah, he could have waited because I thought at the start of the game the attacks were all over the place. They were very, very vulnerable. And then they allowed that 20 minutes to pass and that would just gradually come back into the game with variety pulling the strings. Yeah. And England looked dangerous when... 
Kane's dropping into the halfway line to get the ball and he's turning round and he's, then as you say it goes wide back to full back centre half out the other side back in and it was it was quite it was not an entertaining game for the, for the neutral Shanker's first half would you would you think that that would be the, the safe thing to do go for a second goal try and kill the game or is it was that a chance wasted to to really stamp my foot in the grit stamp my foot in the game and potentially because do you think Italy come back for 2-0 down at half time I think after uh, surely after the first 20, 25 minutes in that moment they, they must have thought England must have thought they, they are really here for the taking because Wilson says I thought they, they were all over the place obviously the early goal helped because they maybe got a shock as if oh wow can we're really really in, in for trouble here who do you think got the bigger shock when they went 1-0 up Italy or England uh, I think Italy because the way they played for the for the next 15, 20 minutes or whatever. But then again, this, ha- this happens so much at our level and, and I'm just speaking personally for playing. See, when you get a 1-0 lead in a game, that magnitude, like a big top guy or, no. or whatever, it's so easy to, to start dropping slightly deeper and deeper and, and start doing the things that you wouldn't normally do because... You've got a lead and you've got something to hold, but I think see, I think it is easy to turn around and say, Why did you not go for it? But see, when you look at England's team, England had three attacking minded players on the pitch nice. like Sterling Mountain uh, Kane, I Sterling Mountain Kane, yeah. And everybody else is first and foremost defensive minded player, yeah. Phillips plays holding defensive midfield for Leeds. Rice does the same. Rice even started playing centre-back to start with when he came into the team. So, of course, Shaw and Trippier have got qualities going forward, but first and foremost, they're defensive-minded players. And I think it, it, it worked to a certain extent, but then after a while, he, he realised when England had 1-0 and they were holding long without expecting to get punished at some point. And the goal was maybe slightly fortunate. We, we picked up no... No, quite getting as clean a save as probably what I hope, and it's felt to be empty. But I think if that doesn't go in, I think there's so much pressure what they're putting on England that they're going to get, they were going to get a goal at some point, and I almost seen it coming. And I think it was probably a fair result in the end up going to penalties, but I never seen England in the second half. I didn't see them going and getting a second goal and killing the game or, or even when Italy scored, I didn't see them going back up 2-1. If anything, I thought Italy could have went on and, and won it in 90 minutes or, or extra time. And I was actually shocked because Italy took probably three of their best players in the squad and probably three of their better players on the night. Insigne, Keza and Baratti all off the pitch and whether it was 90 minutes or extra time, whether it was forced or, or start to go or whatever. So... And the quality that they're bringing on wasn't it just quite light for light, in my opinion. Maybe Locatelli for a variety, but Bernadetsky and I think it was a lot of a different type of player and stuff. So, but even then, I, th- I thought Italy, if anybody was going to win it and deserved to win it, I think for the second half onwards, Italy probably, probably deserved it. But it goes to penalties and, and I fancied Donnarumma all day. Penalties. If England were offered Pickford to save two out of five penalties, would I bit your hand off for it? No. And if you save two out of five, you think they win the shootout. So for him to go and save three penalties, I mean, they're, they're more than more than worthy winners. And, and I'm for playing the tournament as well. I think it's it's 
hard to argue. I hate seeing a goalie getting it because big daft goalies. You want to watch creative players and all that, but it's, it is hard to argue. He was he had a top two of them. I thought the game changed in the after. I would say first half. I thought Italy probably the better better possession, but they just weren't doing it. What doing much? I thought players like Immobile and uh, Barella just weren't involved in it at all. They were kind of posted missing. Cristante and Berardi uh, come on, and I think that made the difference. I thought because they put Kaysa into a false nine, and I just think it made Insigne and Berardi kind of play more open. It allowed, allowed them to kind of attack spaces. It allowed it brought out like I thought Rice going off was a big I think a big blow for England. Not saying that Rice stays on, they win the game. I'm not saying that at all, but I just think Rice was was kind of winning the midfield battle with the likes of Jorginho as well. I thought when Henderson came on, I just don't think they had the same feel. I thought when Chiesa went to the false nine role, I thought that England, the likes of Stones, Maguire and Walker, I thought they were kind of coming in. I thought they were having to be pulled out with the likes of Insigne and Berardi that gave Variety and Jorginho kind of freedom to play the ball and get that get to that wide area. I thought Emerson in the first half was really poor. I thought the second half he came was, he, he was I, excellent. I had and I said think that it was most Because you saw the like Lorenzo tucking in and I think the stand he played like right wing back as well. But it was a, a lot of the, the problems that Italy were having down the left hand side they fixed in the, the second half and a lot of the key attacks were coming to that left hand side and it, it did change the game. I thought they two subs changed the game and I think that was the difference between Mancini and I think uh, Mancini just got that better on the day than Southgate. I think actually, if you, I, sorry, sorry, on you go. No, on you go. I think for the, for the second half, or maybe 40, 30, 40 minutes onwards, Italy and Mancini, maybe they don't know whether they tweaked anything or stuff like that. I'm hoping they didn't seem to be getting any joy whatsoever. And I don't know whether it's because maybe he's not got a lot of pace and I'm not saying he's he's slow, but he's not quite got that kind of flair like pace for spinning and binding. I think that suited Stones and Maguire. And then when if they're taking the mobile off, I think they put Pelotti on, but then yeah. it's like polite. So putting um who was it, Barardi on yeah, as you say in the Fox Nine and it's dragging them out of positions. And when they're getting dragged out, somebody else is, is filling in for Kaiser up front, whether it's Insignia or Barardi or, or whoever. Is in their positions and it was dragging them out. And I think it's Southgate looks it looks really tough for him because he made two subs for penalties and and it goes against them. So it is it is really tough. And you touched on the left back. I think England didn't do enough after we're up one 0 to keep piling pressure and putting balls down there. Whether it was uh, it was Mount or Sterling, it was over there to start with, and one of them was dragging. Uh, Emerson in a bit and Trippier was getting joy. Kane was rotten, deep, getting born. He was playing out to tip it every single time. And I don't think they'd, they'd done enough it when they went up 1 0 to capitalise on it. And I think the, the more the game went on and England were dropping deeper, Emerson actually came on to a bit of a game and he was getting a lot of the ball and, and going forward. And I just think they could have, they have done more to capitalise at, at 1 0 targeting that position because it, it was. It must have been spoke about that they had, they were going to target that that left back area because first 15, 20 minutes they went for it. Everything was doing the right hand side. Trippier eventually get the goal for crossed in the right hand side. So I don't think England done enough to you know put pressure on that area where it seemed they were getting all the joy to start with. I thought as well we like we'll we'll touch in the subs the England subs in a minute, but like 
when you said there about with the first half about like Kane coming deep, it was bringing Kayleen and Benucci out. And I think England relied too much on Sterling making that kind of forward run. Yeah. And it wasn't happening to it wasn't happening as often as it was happening in sale at the Germany game and things like that. And I just think we'll touch on the subs as well. Like Wilson, we've touched on this before, but obviously the the attacking talent England have. Saka, I think Saka was the first sub to come on. I think the occasion got to him. I think we saw that later on, but I thought he was kind of panicking with the ball. He's 19 year old, that's going to happen, but Grealish as well. If, why were they no one earlier? I know it's hindsight, but Keelan and Benucci, I think the one weakness they've had this whole tournament is the likes of De Bruyne and like even in the Austria game, there's a couple of Austrian midfielders who were just running at them. And I don't think they handled it as well as say they handled balls in the air and things like that. I think they were open to flare players running at them. Think that, can I, did you kind of see that yourself? Well, I was actually thinking the other way. I, I actually thought when it got to kind of maybe 70 minutes, and I, again, I keep saying hindsight, I actually thought the sub was, I thought Sterling, after about 50, 55 minutes, was running on empty. I thought he was the sub that should have come off. And again, um, I would have put Calvert-Loon on possibly, just as a figurehead. It would have given England some sort of outball, you know, just to play along. I mean, I don't necessarily think it's his game coming short. Kane could have then fitted into the number 10 because even he was dropping in. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes Kane's like, do I come in, do I not come in? They were getting lots of joy when Kane was dropping deeper. Exactly. And I just feel, see if you just get Calvert-Loon in there, all he's really got to do is win one flick on. Yeah. You know, and, and, and someone's created, as I say, I felt Stirling was running on empty because um, he's such a good tournament for me. Um, and I felt, and that would have sprung a surprise because everyone, everyone knows tick attack of football and pass, 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 pass. But it's sometimes, see late in the game when you're absolutely, when these guys had seven games in three weeks, you know. No. I, I'm not endorsing, you know, young children, don't just keep playing long balls, but try something different because what yeah. England were doing was parking the bus and they couldn't get out, you know, because they had a bit of a focal point. And I know he's up against Kalini and Berucci, you know, but I just feel like they're giving some, just a different dynamic because... Again, everyone, everyone in the studio, everyone at Wembley, us, we're all sitting thinking, well, he's not taking Sterling off because Sterling must be hitting a penalty. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. everyone's thinking. Yeah. So, and then Gareth Southgate's come out today and says, I picked the penalty takers, which for me is 100% wrong in the first place. But well, wrong, if, wrong that he's made the decision or wrong that it's wrong that the, the players have. Do you think the players have made that decision? That well, he, he's come out and he said that it's his said decision. That he picked- Right. We'll touch on that. I'm sure we'll come on to that later on. Touch on that in a couple of minutes. But um, so, so, so that, that 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 for me would be something a wee bit different, you know, just to give England an outlet to try and get them up the park as well, because they were camped in, you know, for long spells, which the Italians can do. But you saw a good Spanish team do it to them. Yeah, I think that was what struck me with that Italy team is they make other teams change the way change their shape. Mm-hmm. Not so much. I, I think Ali, the, obviously De Lorenzo tucked in at some point in the game and allowed the two, it allowed them to go to a kind of 3 5 2. And you saw England change into a 4 when that was kind of beginning to work for Ali. It didn't obviously work the way kind of England probably thought, or maybe did because they got to penalties. But Ali can ch- make you change your system. Spain had, Spain played that false nine, and obviously we know I think Spain would have probably beat Italy if they'd a finisher, but Italy just. Got it, got it so tactical right, tactical right in the semi-final. I think holding just the way they played that final, I think was just a, a perfect 
solution for Mancini, who just, I think that was his plan. As soon as he went one down, just get this, get that equaliser. I think he had to get the man at half time and change it though. Aye, yeah, he, yeah. He, 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 you know, another five minutes, and I thought, oh, yeah. this could be trouble. But he had to get in there, all credit to him. That's what half time's for. Yeah. Um, and he's changed it, and it's, it's, it's obviously worked. Right. Do you know what you're saying about Sterling? See, he was the only really person in, in England start that had the real, real pace. Yeah. So I think you're spot on with what you're saying about he was so tired because see if they needed a wee board in the line or, or a, a clip over the top, they don't get often, nobody really does it often at that level, but a wee clip in the line, whatever. But see the word, it was above and over the top. It was still they were relying on to get there with pace. And when see if he's doing that run 10, 15 times a game, he's the only one that's really doing it. He's going to be burnt out. And it, it really did show later on in the game that he was so tired and uh, I'm, I totally agree with you. If he's not hitting a penalty, then why not take him? If he's hitting the sixth or seventh one, somebody else can hit that. I mean, yeah. anybody in the England, the whole squad is capable of hitting a penalty. Let's be honest. Some better than others, of course it is. But Ryan Sterling, isn't he, in the top five that a penalty, which we'll, we'll come on to soon, so we'll speak about our thoughts on that. But Aye. how Ryan Sterling for the tournament had in, in scoring goals, isn't he, in that top five for hitting them? Right, the, we'll touch on the penalties now. Obviously, Ra- uh, Rashford and Sancho come on. They, ma- they just managed to get on, but do you think bringing them on 10 minutes earlier maybe just gives that, adds that kind of pressure to that Italian defence? I mean, you're saying about Sterling been tired. Keeling and Bonucci must have been running an empty. They had terrific games, terrific tournaments, but they're 37 and 35. You've got two attacking uh, yeah, players who are I'm... under 25 who can surely run at them and give them put them under pressure like I don't get were they on just to take if they're on just to take a penalty you've got to get them on with five ten minutes to go and have a real go you can't I don't think at that level you've seen the substitutions so Rashford comes on for Kyle Walker Jordan Henderson goes back off for Sancho right see if they did that five ten minutes before they really really give themselves a battle for ten minutes by shape, unorganised. Rashford yeah. was playing right wing back. Sancho was playing left wing back with one minute to go. And England, Italy ended up in a corner at one point. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this could really, really backfire. And of course it backfired in the end. But if they did that five minutes earlier, Southgate touched that ten minutes earlier, the shapes they thought, like, it, it's just, it, for me, if you're doing it, you're doing it at the right time, can't afford to be earlier because then you're risking a throw in the game an extra time rather than penalties. And of course, it didn't work out, but I don't think he could afford it to do it any earlier than, than what he did do it. I, I know what you mean, they're no going to kick and they're, they're no fresh or whatever, but I don't think he could afford to do it any like earlier than, than what he did just because of the changes that he was making to the shape and, and the players that are coming on for the players that were coming off kind of thing. Yeah. Wilson, which are, what was your thoughts on the, the penalties, the kind of early early penalties? We'll touch in the kind of first few before the the miss. I think it was Bolotti miss, wasn't it? Yeah. Aye, um, I, well, the fellow that scored the first Italian one, just, I, th- I thought he was v- very calm, very composed. Um, when you saw Harry Kane stepping up, you're thinking, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> and then when I saw Harry Maguire, now, <laughs> I, 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 I like Harry Maguire um, at Manchester United, but I'm looking going, absolutely, this this, this is this is the weak link. Why did he not? Have, I know the captain likes to lead by example. 
thing, and like my phone starts going. Aye, exactly the same. Absolutely, zing this thing into the top corner, and you're thinking, you know, you have fair credit because there was a couple of times in the game, lateral in the game, and again, just about a fatigue, kicked the ball straight the park twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I thought well, he was, uh, and again, I think maybe the occasion got to him ever so slightly as well. Um, and then you thought, then again, as you move on, uh, I, I looked at that boy, some, some, somebody messaged me and just put, who's this they're bringing on? And I went, it's the Italian Colin Nash they're bringing on this guy. Um, and then his, his penalty was, was, was pretty poor. It was pretty poor. Uh, his penalty in the semi final was one of the best in my opinion because. He went and smashed it low and hard, and right. he done the complete opposite that yep. time. Right? I, I, re- I really don't get. I think we should say that. It was interesting. That's what I thought. I don't know if you noticed it last night when Rashford was brought on. He had a bit of paper in his hand. Uh, yeah. Now there's life. 90 seconds left. Now the instruction from the bench would have been, "You pick up number 11 at this corner," because there was nothing left in the game. I wondered if it was. Bit of paper for Pickford to say, Yeah, I think it these was. Guys have well, he, he gives it to Maguire. I think then he'll I think just Maguire. give him that when we go into the end of the game, though. Well, like, he, he, exactly. I mean, it might just be, you know, about a camaraderie. I don't know. But it, it, with 90 seconds left in extra time, I can't imagine there was huge, big tactical errors that required a bit of paper. No. You know, I, I, should... I, I found that quite bizarre. Aye, we should say as well, obviously, we'll touch on Pickford's save later on, but Pickford did have a great game. And I, well, We've slated him. Nobody's probably slated him more than me, and I've said probably Pope starts if he's fat and things like that. But Pickford did have a great game. Yeah, and and I, I spoke to a friend of the show, Matt Roberts, earlier on today, <laughs> um, and he 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 makes a he's a footballing guy. You know, I hate to call him a genius because he isn't, but his football knowledge is is very good. And what what he's about Pickford says, yeah, he's a great shot stopper. Yeah, his kicking's very very good as well. He says, but he's all round commanding a box. He must be a nightmare to play with. Poor. He must be a nightmare to play with. Now, my, my, my argument was, well, wait a minute, you've got seven foot Harry Maguire and nine foot John Stones there to head it. So maybe you're, you don't need him to command the box. He went, but he should be coming out and commanding them. He, and he says, that's why he's not world class. Because he doesn't do that. I think Everton's his level. Like I don't think yeah. he's better than that. Like I think... Donnarumma, he's, he's not going to Man United or no, Liverpool or that, no, no chance. I think that was the difference in a difference. Well, t- Donnarumma, I know he's had a magnificent tournament, but Shankers, are, they, are, are the two penalties he saves hard saves for a goalkeeper? Like, the, I, 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 know that, I'm not, I'm not a goalkeeper, at, I never have been, but... They're I at a great been. height. They're at a they're great height for a goalkeeper. A perfect they're height not, they're not in the corner either. They're, they're not good penalties for me at no. all. And... You've still got to dive the right way. <laughs> they're, they're, I would say they are more poor penalties than they are good saves. I mean, like, Pickford save for Dordinho's penalty, I think that's a great save because it's in, right in the corner and he's getting down, down to the post and stuff. I think that's a great penalty save, but yeah, then you've still got to save them. The, the odds are so highly stacked against Aye, the goalkeepers. I mean, he's, a magnif- save, he's a magnificent goalkeeper. Save two penalties uh, is still brilliant. But I think the way I put a penalty is more than it was like world class saved. Right, you've been on Twitter and on our group chat telling us that you don't agree with the fact that Saka shouldn't have been should have been. You think there's nothing, there's no issue with Saka taking the fifth penalty? Why? Um, right, Saka is a young boy, right? 
his dream, obviously now, his dream was to be a professional footballer, surely, right? So, and you're dreaming to win Champions Leagues, play at Euros, World Cups, your country, stuff like that. If you want to, if you want to see, see what people are saying about all the pressure on them, see, see if they're saying about pressure on a 19-year-old player, well, you presume no playing them, bring them on the game then. Because that's surely coming on in a Euro uh, final for your country is just as much pressure as, as hit a penalty for your country. Of course, it's the last penalty and stuff like that, right? Southgate has said keep the penalties. <coughs> the penalty takers now this is a different a different note if I see as soon as we got a penalty shoot this is just speaking from my own experience again our manager will say right who's what I hit one right you know say right Stevie Graham Wilson me will allow and gone Pope you's are hitting them right. because what if what if me and Stevie Wilson will up by the way I, I don't fancy myself but my manager's told I, me I wouldn't fancy Stevie either to be honest <laughs> <laughs> Then you've got a bit of doubt in the heat. Oh no, I didn't really want to hit one, but then I hit one and pressure. So I think player should say, and you can practice some. Rory spoke about it all day there. You can practice some in training. You could hit 10 penalties out of 10 in training, score 10, but you're not playing in front of 70,000 nah. in a Euro final. And you're not hitting a minute Pickford or Sam Johnson or, or Ramsdale. You're hitting against Donnarumma, a top, top keeper. So the situations are totally different. And I think Southgate. Shouldn't they be picking them himself? I think players should be owning up and see if the players are owning up. I don't think that five are hitting the penalties. I think Bellish is hitting one. I think, uh, I think, still think Kane, I still think Maguire would have hit one. People like that would come forward, but I think Grealish comes forward and says, and he's obviously come out on social media and said that because there's a couple of players took a bit of stick, like so. I think it was Sterling. Yeah, so I think Sterling should be hitting a penalty, and I think if. If he's no pick, if they players on the pick, he volunteers himself for a penalty as well. And back on to the whole 19 year old thing, I just think if you're 19 and you're playing at that level, you need to have a penalty. You don't need yeah. that one, but surely he's, he's but 19. On, on the other side of that, Shankers, though, has, again, I know it's slightly, slightly different. Um, if Tommy Sloan comes to you, are you comfortable to say no? Uh, I, and me personally, I bet it's totally different. I know it's different yeah. level stuff. Saka, if Saka goes no, then does he think? Well, he's not ready for the game. Well, well yeah. he's no, he's no ready for the game. I don't think he's ready. Should it? Should I brought him on, etc. But I just, think I, I actually wondered if I actually wondered if Southgate was just trying to play <laughs> Mister Nice Guy again and telling these guys you're not starting this massive game. You've not played much in the tournament, but I tell you what. Um, if we get to penalties, you, you, you just can hit one type thing. And I, I can't believe for a minute the manager's made that decision. I mean, again, uh -huh. you are very young, but you'll have seen it. The Italian 90 World Cup was Germany-Argentina. Mm -hmm. Now, Lothar Matthias hit every penalty for Bayern Munich and every penalty for Germany for about 15 years <laughs> when he played. Mm -hmm. And then it's the World Cup final. I think there's about seven, eight minutes to go. Klinsmann's brought down penalty. And he gives the ball to Andy Bremer, the left back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, it's quite possibly one of the best and worst penalties you'll ever see. Just mm -hmm. passes it on his left foot. And you can, you can see the, every, the whole world going, like, <laughs> and he comes out after the game and said, I had blisters and my boots were hurting me and I didn't want to take that chance. 
Aye, see what you're fuzzing. That is a German legend World Cup captain yeah. who can score the one and go in a World Cup final, but he says, no, team team before me. I always go back to something as well you said there. Like I think it was, was I think it was France 98, and I'm sure it was I read, I think it was maybe Beckham's book, I might be wrong, but Beckham was obviously got sent off in that Argentina game. And they were talking about penalties, and uh, Hoddle was, I think Hoddle just said, who's hitting a penalty? And two of the players that put their hands up were David Batty and Darren Anderton. And the whole team, and this is Beckham, I think it's, I think it's Beckham, I'm sure it's Beckham. And Beckham looks and goes, what are they putting their hands up for? They've never had a penalty in their life. And Batty always said it was the adrenaline that made them put his hand up. And he was Leeds captain and all Aye. that he played. But Bye again, he's, he's thinking, well, no offence, I don't want maybe, even though he scored probably one of the best goals I've ever seen, Mike alone at 19, 18 years old, I don't want him hitting one. That's the, that's that, the that example. Can, that can do with. his career. And it, it, it works both ways. If you score, it doesn't matter. It's only when you miss it, it's highlighted. Yeah. But I, I, I was as soon, as soon as I saw who was hitting the pair, Rashford, I can understand. You know, he hits him for Man United. Yeah. He's Sanchez, Sanchez only missed one penalty in 16. Right. Well, well, there you go, and it's as the luck of the draw. Never but, seen Saka have a penalty for Arsenal. Yeah, I know. And and I, I just felt mm, this is, and again, it's all hindsight. In in uh, mind games, should should Saka have hit first? If he was happy enough to hit, should he have hit first? And I, I, I mean, I did agree with Roy Keane. I would be I would be expecting senior players now. As I say, we touched on it earlier. Surely Sterling must have been hitting one. Well, that's the thing as well, because it came out after the game that there were obviously the stats came out, and I think Grealish has Grealish missed one two years ago, and he's not had one since. Sterling's missed his the, last the, three. The job in Henderson one, and again, that's what I was what he speak about. Is is he been taken off because he said I missed against Colombia or Sweden, whoever it was? Aye. So I'm not hitting one. So just you know, because I'm thinking that, that that was bizarre in it as well because. Again, don't know the guy, obviously, but I'm sitting in my line or standing in my line of people, and I think Jordan Henderson is going to be talking and talking and helping as a captain. He's lifted the Champions League. He's lifted the league. He's absolutely hopeless, but he's a captain. <laughs> you know? And, and you talk get to the young boys and almost, almost talking it into existence that you're going to score that penalty. Exactly. So rather than just maybe having Harry Kane there, who I don't think is probably the most vocal of captain, but you've got Manchester United's right, captain, yeah. you've got Liverpool's captain, you've got Tottenham Hotspur's captain, you know? Mm. And, and I'm thinking, why is Jordan Henderson being taken off here? I, you, I think you've had a really good point, and that's why I'm beginning to lean towards I think Southgate did make the decision. He did, they come out in an interview and Grealish and South, uh, Sterling coming out, obviously coming out that they've missed so many penalties. Is, he, is Southgate taking the decision out of the players' hands? Because I think, You've got to give the player that decision. You can't, you can't put a player yeah, in that. 100%. I think you put Saka and we'll, we'll talk on like what effect it will maybe have on him going forward and that, but I think it's a terrible place to put a player in. Like Saka, as, as, as Wilson said about Tucker, you maybe have the power to say no to Tucker. Saka right. maybe feels he did, not he? And that's I, I, I know, and that, that's where I say it. See, if Southgate's picking their penalties, does Jack Grealish turn around and go, no, I'm going to hit one. And I don't I, I'd, be cha- I'd be charmed those the night before saying, oh. I see, I, I just, I just can't for the life of me think why a manager with, is telling a player he's hitting it. Like, I just, I, I don't, I'm, I'm struggling. Surely, I think, honestly, the God's honest truth with how good he is at his feet, if Southgate put up 
who's me to confident I think Pickford will please he's on up and said I'll have a penalty because <laughs> was really really good this week and see if Pickford's confident I know it's a goal and all that but see, see players that want players that are confident and believe in themselves that they're going to hit it and Southgate maybe no one want to give him responsibility because of the magnitude of the game so he's taking it out of their hands so if Saka misses and Southgate comes out and goes I picked him by the way but a player knows the situation he knows if he misses what's what's at stake and all that. Mm-hmm. So if the player's confident enough to take one, let him take one and, and let them pick the order and stuff like that. And and they know themselves. Like if I've picked myself in this situation, so if I miss, it's my fault, but I was confident at the time. And it's so much stacked in their favour that to, to score the penalty. But I, I just can't for the life of me think why a manager's went and picked his penalty takers. And I think, I, don't, I think maybe Steve Hall and whoever's his coaches maybe thinking, I think they're all in agreement, Jack. They're too fit to challenge him on it or whatever. Oh. Or, or even some of the players in the team, I think Bellis come out and says, Southgate, the manager got so many decisions right in the tournament, so his decision was right for them. I think he actually thinks different deep down. I think he actually. Would disagree with that. I think he's obviously just saying it publicly because it's the right I thing to say. It has too far. I think there's other yeah. players in that squad that would disagree with that decision, but wouldn't they want to say to the manager because obviously he's the manager of the country? Aye. I really well, do believe that. But you never can, I suppose, aye. unless somebody comes out and, and says that. Well, we'll touch on a couple of things before we get into our awards for the, the tournament. Italy obviously won the won the tournament. Wilson won the penalties. Did the right team win? <laughs> Uh, probably over 120 minutes. I still felt Spain should have beat Italy in the semi-final right enough. Um, but on based on last night's game, now again, there's a there's certainly an art to defending and parking the bus has proved successful for for some teams um, in different competitions. Um, but I just I felt with the attacking options England had to try and do that for you know 90 plus minutes was a wee bit bizarre, but. I think, you know, if you're asking you to go over the tournament, they'd probably prefer to enjoy watching Italy. I mean, I think Italy's only kind of sticky game um, was Spain. Who did they beat in penalties? Austria. 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 They went on and won an extra time. Uh, like, it's not like uh, they went all the way or that. But. Um, in Spain, but again, it's psychological. It's, it's, it's a tournament. Well in that case. But I think seven I think, games, yeah. you're not going to get every single game perfect. It's going to be ones that are going to have to scrape through and and that comes down to character and experience. But, but no, t- and, and again, and, and again, Scott will check back the shows to try and humiliate me right enough mm-hmm. most of the time. But if you check back the shows, have we ever come on here and went, how good were England last night? How good That's, was yeah. Odin Sterling? Because we've come on here and went, did you see the Belgium game? Did you see the Spain game? Did you see the Italy game? We've never come on here and went, did you see it? How maybe the Ukraine game that Ukraine were very, very poor, yeah. you know? And you and think we've never come on and went, that was absolutely brilliant. I, I would what I mean that if the Italy Spain game comes on in 10 years' time in ITV4, I'd maybe watch it again. Yeah, I think it's such a good game. You weren't doing that with England, so I would think Italy deserving winners of it. That's the disappointing thing because they've got the players to, to play, yeah. they've got the players to be probably one of the best to watch in the tournament, but they, that's not the way they play, and it's it must be frustrating for some of them as well. And it's Frustrating to watch. Yeah. We've obviously that we, we need to remember as well with this Italy team. This is an Italy team who didn't qualify three years ago for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So it's some redemption story for them as well. But 
we'll flip that on the other side as well. Wilson, did you imagine three years ago when Sam Allardyce is getting his, sitting with his pint of wine, singing, he's singing like a canary about his transfer deals and all that, that England would reach a final three years later? Well, again, we, were, we had wee bits and bobs of, you know, Foden in time. You know, Harry Maguire had won the league with Leicester, was on the verge of a big money move. Pickford, again, I'm not great about. John Stones, uh, Rory's mate, was uh, <laughs> big money as well, moved to Man City. Sterling was, you know, turned up at Man City. You know, there was the emergence of a lot of these players. Again, it's, it's the three years in between, but again, you can look at it two ways. Now, I'll look at it the second way, which I'll tell you in a minute. In three years, England have got to a World Cup semi-final and they've got to a European Championships final, which is progression for them. Yeah. Now, if you twist that, and this is the way I look at it, is England had a free hit to a World Cup final and a free hit to win a European Championships and failed in both occasions. And that's where, and the good thing, the good thing that I'll take from the whole weekend or the whole tournaments of football is there's obviously a very good Argentina team out there and a very good Brazil team as well getting to the Copa America final um, as well. So in two years in Qatar... Um, next year. Next year, is yeah, it? Well, next year in Qatar... You're nice winter World Cup. You're, you're hoping there's a, you know better teams there that can put England out as well. <laughs> and that's an interesting point as well about Brazil and Argentina. But watching that game, I know Messi obviously won the game and things like that. But they're not two teams that excite me. Brazil and Argentina. I mean, they just—I think when they play each other, they just kick arms at each other. Yeah, yeah I know, but I don't, like, don't think there's much for they just they hate each other so much, they just kick arms at each other. And we'll they've the got water. players that can win the game at a drop of a heart. See if they're yeah. playing push, they can they can give the ball to these players and they can win you the game like that. And, that's why they'll always be a danger as long as they've got the, the kind of players in the, the team. And I think it would be good to go see an Argentina or a Brazil go and win a World Cup again, but I think they're, they're far away compared to some of the other nations. Final question before we move on to our words, Wilson. Does Gareth Southgate deserve a chance to lead England to Qatar? Yes. Shankers. I, I think he's almost... He said a weird thing that he doesn't want to outstay his welcome, which makes you think, is he gone? But I just think the job suits him to that no. if he doesn't manage England, some teams would, would offer him a job, but I just I don't think it suits him. No, I think, it's I think, I think the job suits him to that team. England are sitting going, well, he's got to a semi-final, he's got to a final. We've, we've got a, a young squad that surely is going to be up there for the next World Cup, even the next Euros. Uh, as well in four years, three, four years time, whatever it is. So, well, to, flip, to flip it on its head, Shankers, right? Yeah. Who would replace him? Exactly. That, that's what I'm thinking. Like, Tommy Wright's under contract. I just let that. <laughs> <happen>. <laughs> but you're going to need. You're going to need to go young, and I always feel like Southgate being the except. Like I always feel it's a job for a, an older, more experienced manager, like an international job, unless it's. A guy like Southgate who's kind of done the job at, at kind of youth level and progressed the way up. Like, I would love to see. I know it's mental probably would never happen because I think he's been offered the job in the past. But see the way Southgate plays, he almost plays similar to. And I know some people might probably disagree, but the way he sets up the team, see Jose Mourinho or somebody like with, with, with England. I think something like outside the box like that. I know they 
they went for him before and it completely didn't work at all. And I think Mourinho's maybe been off it before. I, I, I might be getting sure that totally wrong. Yeah. But uh, the way he sets up his teams as well, and obviously get previous history of, of winning big games and major tournaments, uh, major European competitions and stuff like that. So I think they would maybe have to get in a route like that rather than like a young manager like. I mean, who's a young English up-and-coming manager? You're thinking Steven like Gerrard. I know, you're thinking like something like Gerrard, Lampard, Dean Smith, but even Eddie Howe to a degree. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I think that's a massive job for a, for a young manager. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I think Southgate, and I'm, I think he's had a magnificent tournament. I think he's done really well in the job. I don't think he could go on and do like a, a top six club in England. Like, I don't think he's the type for a club manager's job. Obviously, it didn't work at Middlesbrough. I just think he's built that camaraderie. Similar to Clark at Scotland as well. I think Clark has has suited to international football. I, th- I think I think the way the English FA work is perfect for Southgate. They no. want someone that comes through their system. No, you don't want yeah. you don't want someone like me. You're just going to say no. I'm not doing that. Yeah, no, I think no. We'll take that shit here. We'll do that. We'll do this. Yeah. You don't want that. They want a yes man as such. Yeah, but we'll move on to our awards of the tournament. Obviously, we've we'll get there. We've got a few minutes before we'll, we'll wrap up the show. We'll go for our moment of the tournament first. Now, I'm going to go for two foot uh, a football one and a I can off field one. But we'll we'll give that we'll give Shankers first. Shankers, what is your moment of the tournament? Hmm, it's a tough one because there's like sort of like goal of the tournament almost kind of comes in on the same thing at times like that. I think a moment, a personal one, just seeing Scotland at a tournament. Mm-hmm. I made the tournament and, and competing with these teams, although it wasn't a successful one. For likes of Scotland, what is a successful one? Getting with the group and, and having a, a one-off hat in the last 16, is that successful? I think seeing, seeing for the first time, seeing Scotland at a major tournament uh, and competing with these teams and, and hopefully for the future being in these tournaments more regular, I think. In Scotland, that first game and just the buzz and excitement it, it gave the whole country, um, leading up to it and stuff like that, and bringing everybody together as such. Uh, until they went out and then someone started supporting England, but that's a different. But <laughs> moment of tournament is probably probably seeing Scotland that I made the tournament. Good answer, Wilson. What you got? Well, I went for a wee left field one here. I actually think my moment the tournament happened last night when. Jorginho missed that penalty. I felt there was a, certainly a tide of emotion in my house, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> but again, I just felt that that was the turning point that kind of gave advantage, you know, to England. And yeah. I felt, you know, it's, it's an old thing. It's the hope that kills them. So that's why I went for that, because I absolutely gave them... No chance. The, 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 the chat, they thought, this is it, this, we, we've won this. You know, so that, it was it was great, and it was a very very good save as well. But it was just the 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 commentators, you know, on the radio and the television get even more and more aloof about the whole thing. You know, and they thought, right, we've clawed this back. Um, even you seen him penalty was tremendous. Yeah. Even you seen Georgina stepping up. I, I I know, and I'm probably sure majority of the country thought, right, well, this is good night then because he's playing yeah, against, against Spain. So yeah, totally agree. And it did, it did swing totally the whole thing. Uh, and England must have thought, by the way, how how are we still in this kind of thing? And that's what I'm saying. It galvanised them. It's the galvanised the crowd. 
and it's just going from there to there. Ah, I know. It's, you know, a minute. Easy how it works. So, super. My, my football <laughs> moment of the tournament would be Switzerland beating France in penalties. I thought it was a, a real shock, and I thought it was just a. It's some. It was probably one of the best days we'll ever see in tournament football. When I just it summed up a perfect day. It was just a shock, and it was just a, the emotion, just the roar of the Switzerland crowd. I thought it was brilliant. Personal moment of the tournament. I think we'll all agree. I think when we all heard the news that Christian Eriksen was was stable, and I thought that was a moment we all can I remember as a, a kind of boost to the tournament, boost to the tournament, a boost to us all and things like that. So, personally wise, I would go for Eriks hearing the good news about Eriksen. We'll move on to goal of the tournament. I'm going for Pogba versus Switzerland. I thought that was a an excellent finish. So I'm going for that. Shankers, what we got? Hate to say it, but Patrick Schick against Scotland. Uh, I think it's hard to argue. I think there's numerous times that you see goals like Pogba's goal. I mean, across Europe on a weekly basis for me and. You only see maybe one, two a season uh, at that level with the goal. And, and I think they have the audacity to try it as brave. They have the quality and composure to pull it off as world class. And and it wasn't just a one-off for him. I thought he had a real, real good tournament as well. So uh, I know it was against Scotland. And it, it almost kind of it was a body blow at that time that he scored the goal. But... The, the goal in itself was was world class, and I think it was. I think it was one of the, the early games of the of the tournament as well. So for I think it kind of sealed the deal for goal of the tournament quite early on at that point as well. Wilson, what you got for goal of the tournament? Yeah, I've I've went with Shaq's goal against Scotland as well. Disappointed at the time, but what a goal! What yeah, a... very good goal. Very one of the few goals you see very often. If Marshall was now up in the six yard box. Uh... <laughs> I've gone for a corner. <laughs> Game of the tournament, Shankers. Um, Switzerland, France for me. Yeah, I went for that as well. I, th- I think you could have easily said the uh, Croatia Spain nah, game, but Croatia, I think Spain. I think you could have. I'm not saying you could have seen a game like that, but two quality sides that could easily end up like that. I think for Switzerland to go up, they miss a penalty to go up two 0 They done three one. It could have really, really been a sucker punch and, and could almost killed them off and have. To have the battle and the, the bravery to come back to three against the, the world champions. Uh, and then I was going to touch on it when you said about the moment of the, was it moment of the tournament in Switzerland beat right. France and penalties. And it was obviously it was a shock, but I think coming back to three each was more of a shock than the one in penalties. Because I think, I mean, <laughs> a lot of teams could, like, East Stirling could play Barcelona in penalties and you could beat them just because it's a game of penalties. I mean, and I think I think it's not a shock when it happens in penalties, but I think it's more a shock when coming back for for three one down and when they come back to that, they almost seen Switzerland just with the momentum and stuff like that. So uh, that game for me, uh, yeah, because you scary. went for France and Switzerland, I'll go Portugal Germany. I thought that was a magnificent game, end to end stuff. Portugal taking the lead, then Germany just running over them, then Portugal kind of coming with a comeback. But yeah, Portugal Germany, I'll I'll go. But I agree with you, France and Switzerland was hard to beat. Wilson, what you got? Yeah, I went for two. I went. I couldn't decide between two. The, the high quality of the Italy-Spain game, just in terms of the, 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 how many great technical players were on show, but just in terms of you know involvement, the Scotland-England game for me, 
because you're, it, it was like it's like being a club fan. You're you're up here, you're down there, yeah, you're up here, you're yeah. down there because you, you want it so much and you you hate to lose. You know it's your biggest rivals. Um, so Scotland England just in terms of it was a good old fashioned blood and thunder game, but for technical appeal, it was uh, Spain Italy for me. Young players just touching something just for a minute on Scotland England thing, right? I've seen loads of people saying they don't get why people have an issue with people supporting England from Scotland and stuff like that. Do yous look at it the same as me? I'm a Rangers supporter, right? And if, if Celtic, for instance, playing the Europa League final against Porto, I'm like Porto to win because I don't like Celtic, right? So it's it's surely people look at it as the same as England playing the final. You want Italy to win because you don't want England to, uh, to win because it's Scotland's rivals. And I get the whole United Kingdom thing and stuff like that, but Celtic playing the same country as what Rangers play and doesn't mean I want them to win because they're from the same country. So I don't, I, don't, I really, really don't struggle to work out how people don't get why you want anyone to get beat. Like, surely it's an obvious one, no? I just no get. Yeah, I, no, no, I, I completely agree, and I'm, I'm sorry if I offend anyone, but <laughs> there, there is no Celtic fan that wants Rangers to win in Europe, and no Rangers fan nah, that wants Celtic not. to win. 100%. When they go on about. And I, I do it in social media for a laugh, you know. Oh, what about the coefficient? Absolutely. <laughs> no chance now. And again, what what I've, I've said this multiple times with eight different people, England supporters and the commentators, yeah, it's, it's annoying. It doesn't bother me because they are English. Yeah. yeah. Do you not know, think it's because we are, we are, we, we can't avoid that? Like Possibly. You know, possibly, but... I don't, I, I don't buy into it, as you say. It's because it's your biggest rivals now. Aye. I'm quite sure, or it has happened. I've supported Wales, Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland, you know, Finland, whoever in, in tournaments. Like Finland were playing the World Cup final against Argentina. I think, well, maybe like Finland to win that. Get yeah. a wee bit closer to me, you know. <laughs> um, but under no circumstances would I be supporting England in any, against anybody. But is that for, is that for football reasons? Like uh, absolutely, aye, that's that's fine. That's, I've, no that. aye, I've no issue with that at all. You know, it was that. it was it was even a wee bit. You know, again, Euro '96. You, you young pots maybe don't remember, but England were absolutely trouncing Holland four 0 and you're thinking that gets Scotland through it four 0 You aye. know, I still wanted Holland to beat them. <laughs> you, I wanted Holland to beat them, and then Holland scored. It's four one, and we go out and goal difference anyway, but. I still want them to win, and it's nothing to do with being racist or a bigot or anything. You don't want your biggest rivals to win any game. You're not going to tell me Shankers is going to do Townhead Park to support Cumberland <laughs> to play, you know, Blantyre Celtic or St Rocks or something just because, you know, he lives close to Cumberland. Absolutely no chance. Uh, it would be a tough one if, if Cumberland were playing Celtic, I'm going to be shouting for the ref. <laughs> no, you, uh, know, you know what I mean though. Like, see, see if, last if, night. If, if Cumberland were playing the Scottish Cup against a team, Banks of D or somewhere up north, you're, you're still not going to support Cumberland. No. Bonkers. <laughs> see last night, it was painting me slightly, and I don't know how you'll take it, slightly gutted for like Grealish and Saka and, and all them because obviously what a position to be in to win something like that for your country like as players and as young players and stuff like that who have probably dreamed it it was it was pretty but Jordan Henderson I support Liverpool see, see him if he wins that he's, he's almost kind of won you know, all the top things you could win and stuff like that so there was pretty really got it for them that they didn't win that 
but it's the likes of Ferdinand, Shearer, Lineker, Dixon, Genus, etc. You lark and and you can edit this if you want, but like fuck them almost <laughs> because of how they were going on through the tournament. So that's just. The, the and I, think, I, think, I think we're overexposed to it. And I, I, I saw a guy, a friend of mine, had put a tweet out about, you know, how we go from, he's a Man United fan, how we go from loving Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire Rashford to Boone and Dave <laughs> coming on. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's part and parcel. You're, you're not telling me there's many England fans out there that want Scotland to win or Germany to win who are probably their biggest rivals. So get it back at them. It was a stupid Lee Griffiths scored the two free kicks against England. That was one of the. Is watching a game of football one of the greatest moments mm-hmm. watching Scotland and stuff like that? But you know what? I'm to put it over the board because he plays for Celtic. I mean, it's some exactly. people probably did because that's how some people watch. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right, we'll move to we'll, we'll finish with awards and we'll, we'll end the show at that. But young player of the tournament, I'm going for Pedro Spain. I thought he had a magnificent tournament. Obviously, that breakthrough season at Barcelona. I think he carried it for Spain. I thought it was excellent for start to finish. Shankers, who you got? Or what? Sorry, player. Or young, young player. Oh, young player. I went for Italian goalie, Donny Roma. So he's got player of the tournament. He's still when one of the guys I work with says he couldn't believe that he was only 22. I think it's because he kind of come on yeah, the scene. Come in the 16, team 17. 16 now. So, six years experience. I mean, Donny Roma's 22 and you're calling him an experienced goalkeeper. Yeah, testimonial. Some people don't make their debuts <laughs> as a goalkeeper. To their, you talk about the Martinez, the the goalie for Arsenal Villa in Argentina. I mean, he was at Arsenal for 10 years before he really had a kind of breakthrough chance. Right. So, Donnarum is still 22, and to play like that for, for me, he, he's my young player at the moment. Walsh, and who you got? Okay, I know they were the kind of thing we ones, but I actually went for Billy Gilmer. I don't actually, and I know I know it's what one or two games, but I actually don't think that I've, I remember a, a debut for your country and a young guy being so good and so composed in such a big game because it is, you know, the biggest game for Scotland fans anyway. Um, and I just felt the way he conducted himself prior and post the game, um, I, I think with such an old head and young shoulders, and again, arguably, I know Scotland were excellent on the night, and maybe Rory's mate Stephen O'Donnell will not be talking to me, but Billy mm-hmm. Gilmore was man of the match, yeah. you know, and that's his that debut for his country at the home of your biggest rivals. So I think something like that that des- deserves a, a player of the tournament. Well, not maybe a player of the tournament, but he he was my young player that, that stood out definitely. Shankers, player of the tournament. Who you got? This may be. Cause a wee bit of stir, but I've got Raheem Sterling. Me too. I went for yeah. Me too. Yeah, I went for Raheem Sterling. Unanimous. Unanimous. Three votes. That's like the doing the fart sketch. Unanimous. You know. Unanimous. But I think I mean I don't. We don't need to get into depth or whatever because everybody's got him doing and probably got him for the same reasons. But Sterling scored some like sixteen goals in his last twenty-one games for England. Not just chipping on the goals, but his actual individual performances at times yeah. as well. Uh, a man that hadn't really played a lot of football for Man City. If, I mean, he, he featured most games, but he wasn't a starter every week. And Foden was keeping him at the team and stuff like that. So I think for me, he was, he was probably one of the ones that was unfair to be on the, the losing side uh, yesterday. And I think he was 
He had a great game yesterday, but I think throughout the tournament he over the piece. Yeah, over I the think piece, he, he, he probably kind of made a kind of worthy winners he played the tournament. And I think, I mean, if England won it, I think he gets it. Italy win it, going on. I guess I think it's yeah, one of the ones. It's hard to get give it to like an English player when Italy's just won it. Yeah, definitely. We'll move on to our team of the tournament. We'll do this quickly. Uh, I'm going to go for Donnarumma Nets. UEFA have gave Myla at right back, so I'm putting him at right back because I think he's hard to leave out. Myla for Denmark at right back. Shaw left back. My two centre halves are Kylian and Benucci. Jorginho, Jorginho Pedri and Pogba. Sterling Chiesa and Sheik. That is my team of the tournament. Shankar, so you got? I've actually no role at Dunn uh, because I, I read the thing wrong and I didn't. I thought team of the tournament. And obviously it was exactly because they've won it, but actually, yeah. that's I thought you yeah, that's right. No, I thought that it. as well. I thought it was a country we were to pick, not not. <laughs> oh, did you really? I, I thought we'd done a team with the tournament. Aye, for the group stage. Aye, so, no, sorry. I, right, I, we'll I put that out. We'll put that out on Twitter. We'll just off, off the top. I, 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 pick, I picked a country. Right, <laughs> off the top. <laughs> Who's your country? Denmark. Ah well, I. I, I think just just obviously after what happened, and from then on. And from two defeats to get to a semi-final, under those circumstances as well, again, I know the news was good on, well, good as it could, could have been for Ericsson, but I, I would actually have thought there'd be a conversation within that camp to say, let's chuck this, no chance. Aye, aye. Let's get ourselves aye. up the road and spear with our families. So, as I say, when Scott sent team of the two, I didn't know was the 11 individuals, so I went with Denmark. Off the top of my head, I mean, I'll not be too, too far away for you. For your score, where you're thinking like Donnarumma, I had that mile in at left back. I had Kyle Walker, and I would have him in at right back. I would have, I actually have uh, Kealini and Maguire in. Okay. I think Maguire never started the tournament, but I think since he came in and looked a bit more solid, not dangerous at, at set pieces, I would have Varati in. He never started the first two group games, no. but I think there's a reason why then he comes straight into the team and, and he played all the rest of the games. But I had been it. Pogba would been it as well. I think I mean it's it's tough to, to leave him out. I think it was unfortunate to be to be on the, the losing side of uh no that like the losing side on penalties, but a team going out so well, I think to see somebody like that go into the tournament. Uh Renato Sanchez is in okay. it for me. Thought he was a standard. I think you'll actually get a a decent move in the summer, to be honest. Um lot of Ronaldo, 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 Ronaldo Cheek and Sterling. Uh, you want your followers to score goals, don't you? Brilliant. That will that will do us for this episode, our final episode of the Euro, the Euro 2020 show. Wilson, how much have you enjoyed the tournament? Oh, fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. See, <laughs> see when the games were 2, 5 and 8 o'clock, superb. Great, great right, television. Best superb. tournament best tournament since. Oh, now you're asking that. <laughs> is it the best Euros or the best tournament best tournament let's go for it let's include World Cups in that well, the, 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 again the best tournament for me was Mexico 86 that was unbelievable the Euros 88 Italia 90 was unbelievable has uh, it been a bad one then no I'm trying to think I actually have a better long term memory than short term memory yeah uh, my favourite one is 2006 in Germany. It's the first one I really remember every game. So that's the one I remember. But Who won that one? Italy. 
Was that the Zidane headbutt? That was the Zidane yeah. headbutt, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. I, 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 remember, I remember watching the World Cup final in holiday to Spain, Spain Holland, when Spain won. Aye. But I didn't really see many of the games leading up to because we were on the Caribbean, so it was a bit hard to get the games. But no, you need to watch back France. Uh, sorry, Italian 90. You need to watch that back. Scotland are unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Shanker's best. That's your favourite tournament you've ever seen. Probably no, no, but I <laughs> uh, think the first one I really remember uh, that sticks out is 2002 World Cup. I was seven at the time, or six coming seven no. that month, and Brazil winning it. That was kind of one that sticks. I just out. remember Ronaldo's double against Germany, aye, Germany with, the, with the buzz cut. Aye. Yeah, against uh, Oliver Kahn. My Aye. my best one and favourite one was Africa 2010. Aye. I just think I was 15, 14, 15 at that point. Like I was I was starting to, to realise about playing football and stuff like that and and just seeing I think South Africa, that opening game when they won and stuff like that. What I mean I and see I think there was kind of mean the song. There was a couple of songs out, like World Cup songs at that point and even they come on now, I think, and it gives you good memories aye. of that tournament and stuff like that. Waving flag. Aye, that. <laughs> and, uh, oh, the Vuvuzelas. I remember aye, them. Oh, they were <laughs> absolutely hoaxing, but they were worse than the things that, that you used to get and see you spin it running and it makes the racket. <laughs> the rattles. <laughs> but 2010, South Africa, probably one that sticks to it. It just, for, for, for reasons, uh, England didn't win it as well. Brilliant. But that we are gonna <laughs> we're gonna wrap the show up there. Thank you to everyone who appeared on the, the show as a guest over the past four weeks. It's been an absolute pleasure to do the show. Everyone that's tuned in as well, it's been an absolute pleasure. We're gonna leave you with a montage of some of the best moments of the tournament as Italy won the tournament and won their fifth major tournament of all time. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you soon. Cheers.
Notti magiche 